I was talking to a friend called Alan earlier in the year. Uh, Alan was the result, uh, had an accident in Service Paradise about eight years ago. It left him with uh, a major epileptic uh, illness, if you like, and he has seizures which come on at very inappropriate times and really he can't judge when they're coming on. But Alan said to me that when he thinks about his illness and about the accident that he had, when he thinks about what uh, happens to him during his seizures, he always tries to think back to Jesus and what happened to Jesus. He tries to think about how Jesus went through the nails, the beatings, the crown of thorns, and he remembers that Jesus had it a lot worse than him, and that helps him uh, as he tries to cope with his illness. But as I was talking to Alan, it got me thinking, a question kept coming into my mind, and the question is, what hurt the most for Jesus? What hurt the most? And so that's the question I want us to consider today, and maybe after today, and have a think about that question. Because first things first, there was the betrayal. Luke chapter 22. Then Satan entered into Judas called Iscariot, who was one of the twelve. He went away and conferred with the chief priests and officers of the temple police about how he might betray him to them. I can't think of a time that I've been betrayed. Maybe you can. If you have been betrayed, was that betrayal by a friend? Because Judas was one of the twelve. For three years he had eaten and slept and ministered with Jesus. He'd seen the miracles, he'd heard the teaching. He was one of those who was sent out in twos to proclaim the kingdom of God. And then he turns against Jesus. And not just through his words, he actually turns against him indeed, A deed that would lead to punishment and ultimately his death. That had to hurt, being betrayed to death by one of those close to you. But second, there was the desertion. Matthew chapter 26. At that hour, Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me as though I were a bandit? Day after day I sat in the temple teaching and you did not arrest me. But all this has taken place so that the scriptures of the prophets may be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. So one of your close friends betrays you. That's hard to take. But you've got 11 other close friends who were there by your side, right? Wrong. In his hour of need, when support would have been good, they took off. They were more concerned about their own skin than that of Jesus. Imagine Jesus seeing that happen in front of you. All of your friends desert you. All of them flee. That had to hurt. Being deserted by everyone close to you. Not one person left to support. Not one person left to help. Third, there was the denial. Luke 22, they seized him and led him away, bringing him into the high priest's house. 
But Peter was following at a distance. When they'd kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat among them. Then a servant girl, seeing him in the firelight, stared at him and said, This man also was with him. But Peter denied it, saying, Woman, I do not know him. Jesus said, You are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. Peter, come up to the mountain with me. Peter, can I borrow your boat? Peter, walk with me. Peter himself has said, where am I to go? You alone have the words of eternal life. Peter, probably the one closest to him of the whole 12, all who deserted him, the one who might come back, was Peter. But three times, woman, I do not know him. Man, I am not. Man, I do not know what you are talking about. Three times he denied knowing Jesus. And Jesus knew that he denied knowing him because Jesus turns and looks at him. And Peter knew that Jesus knew. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. That had to hurt. Having your friendship denied by your best friend. Fourth, there was the injustice. Luke chapter 23. Pilate, wanting to release Jesus, addressed the people again, but they kept shouting, crucify, crucify him. They kept urgently demanding with loud shouts that he should be crucified and their voices prevailed. So Pilate gave the verdict that their demand should be granted. Everyone knew that there wasn't a stitch of evidence for any of the charges. The leaders knew, Pilate knew, Herod knew, Pilate's wife knew. But Pilate gave the verdict and Jesus was sentenced to be crucified. Maybe you can think of injustice that you've seen, injustices that you perceive, but this is a huge one. And that had to hurt, knowing that you are innocent but being convicted. Fifth, there was the scourging and the mocking. Matthew 27, they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him and after twisting some thorns into a crown, they put it on his head. They put a reed in his right hand and knelt before him and mocked him saying, Hail, King of the Jews. They spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. I very rarely prune roses, but I know the jab of a thorn. Maybe you've leaned into a rose bush or some other bush which has thorns, and you know the jab of two or three or a few thorns. Imagine the jab of a hundred thorns. Imagine them jabbing into your skull. Imagine being whipped. Imagine being beaten with a stick over your head and you've done nothing to deserve it. Now I grant that it's not the most excruciating pain that a human being can experience, but it's not just a mozzie bite. It had to hurt being whipped and beaten and crowned. Sixth, there was the crucifixion. Mark chapter 15. 
They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. And they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him and divided his clothes among them, casting lots to decide what each should take. Four words. And they crucified him. Words we're familiar with. That's what Good Friday is all about. Crosses everywhere in our churches, but what actually happened? Crucifixion represented the most cruel, painful and barbaric form of execution. It was designed to humiliate for an extended period. It was designed to keep you in excruciating pain for an extended period. More often than not, you were stripped down to no clothes. Your outstretched hands were fixed to a piece of timber by ropes, but more commonly by nails. Your legs were bent and your feet were fixed together with a nail to a perpendicular piece of timber. Death came slowly. You were exposed to nature. You were exposed to the animals. You were exposed to hunger, to shock, to exhaustion. You found it hard to breathe. Now today mightn't be the first time you've been asked to think about how much that would have hurt Jesus. And it must have hurt. But then there are these words. Eloi, Eloi, Lama, Sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me from the words of my groaning father? Where are you? Psalm 22. Why would Jesus choose this psalm to speak from the cross? Why would Jesus choose this psalm to express himself, in a sense, at the high point of this whole thing? Because I think this is the deepest pain. Beyond all other things that have hurt him in the last 24 hours, this is when it hurts the most. When the Lord lays on him the iniquity of us all. When he bears the transgressions, as Isaiah says, of all humanity, past, present and future. When the Father demands justice for the disobedience of humanity. When he who knew no sin became sin for us. When he becomes, as John says, the atoning sacrifice for our sins. When the Father pours out the cup. Or as we sing sometimes on Good Friday, when the Father turns his face away. What hurt most? I believe that what hurt most was taking on my sin and hearing God's verdict against that sin and paying the penalty for that sin. And not only my sin, but each of yours as well. 
Maundy Thursday and Good Friday give us an opportunity to be reminded of the events 2,000 years ago. The betrayal. The desertion. The denial. The injustice. The scourging. The mocking. The crucifixion. But let's not get too preoccupied with these physical and emotional hurts, as hard and as terrible as they are. It was the spiritual hurt which was the deepest of all. And it's only when we understand the depth of our sin do we really come to understand the depth of the hurt of Jesus and the depth of the love that God has for you and for me. Let's pray. God, we thank you for the breadth, the length, the height and the depth of your love. A love which we can never know in all its fullness, but a love which you lavish on us day in and day out. May we know that love this day, we ask in Jesus' name, Amen.